This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You found the Playmakers on CBS Sports Radio 1140. Paul and Lindsay with you here on this Thursday edition of the Playmakers. We have the XFL coming in about... Two and a half weeks immediately after the NFL uh, departs us with the Super Bowl. Brand new football, kind of innovative mm-hmm. game coming down the line. We've had uh, the Big Three founded by Ice Cube, who is kind of doing what it is that basketball needed to do. Speed up the game, be transformative in the space, and mm-hmm. get some new eyeballs on it. And now it seems like this one was overdue. It's called Three Ice. An experimental, innovative, dynamic, three-on-three professional hockey league. It's going to debut here in 2021, and they've already got television deals through uh, CBS in here in the States and TSN in Canada. And joining us to explain a little bit more how this is uh, all going to work is the CEO of Three Ice, EJ Johnston. EJ, thanks for coming on. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. EJ, this is, I mean, I laid out essentially the the quick ground rules here, three-on-three pro hockey league. I think I remember playing this in video game form uh, not too long ago. How much of that is barred from this? And, I mean, kind of explain kind of how this all came about. Yeah, the video game aspect is definitely in there. Um, A little inspiration came from about two years ago when I was hanging out with my cousins, uh, 11- and 12-year-old boys playing a three-on-three game, and uh, I just love the speed and pace of it. But um, that's probably 10 to 20% of it. The real inspiration is the NHL overtime, uh, the training camps and rookie camps that I'd go to at the Pittsburgh Penguins and the New Jersey facilities, and just realizing that this was an electric form of hockey, and uh, I felt like it could be a full-time format. So we are uh, making that happen. EJ, Lindsey Brown here. We've been talking a, quite a bit about the three-on-three format uh, this week on The Playmakers. We, we had Natalie Spooner on our show yesterday. She's uh, on the Canadian uh, national team. She'll be participating sure. in the NHL All-Star team this weekend. But I, I was a goaltender. I, I know that 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 sickness also runs in your bloodline. Uh, and, and in terms of the three-on-three, that's an incredibly frustrating format for people like ourselves in, in goaltenders. But as a fan, I absolutely love it. And, and what for you, what makes three-on-three three the most fun and what differentiates it from uh, the three-on-three three we see in the NHL and, and what's going to make this one unique? Yeah, I guess being a son of a goaltender, I should probably have a little more empathy for you, but <laughs> I don't. Um, you know, for us, we think this is all about creativity, speed, risk-taking, uh, hockey IQ. Uh, I love the five-on-five game. It's, it's fantastic. But the dump-and-chase style, uh, going into the corners and going to get the puck is not what we're going to be about. We want to be about creativity, taking risks, seeing if you can get by the guy with some fantastic deke. It's about tic-tac-toe passing, water bug players doing the most creative and fastest thing that they can do with the puck. So we think it's the best part of hockey. That's our tagline. EJ Johnson joining us, the CEO of Three Eyes, which debuts across North America in 2021. Now, you guys are going to do a a 
uh, tournament-style traveling uh, squads of all these teams playing in a number of cities. But how are you going to come about getting some of these players? You obviously have uh, you know roughly 18 months to get to get rosters and coaches and teams together. So what are you looking for? Yeah, our player is going to be that 27, 28, 29-year-old guy that's played three, four years in the NHL. He's got about 100 to 200 games under his belt, but the league is not uh, asking him to come back. He's taking a look at either retiring or going over to Europe or Russia. So that's our guy. He wants to stay in North America. He wants to continue playing, and he's still super fast. But there's just not a lot of time in a three-on-three format in a regular NHL game. He's probably that guy in the third or fourth line getting 10, 12, 13 minutes per game, but he's the first guy over the boards in that three-on-three overtime format. I like to try and uh, point to a guy like Connor Sheary. Played for the Penguins, which is my team, five foot eight, five foot nine. Scores about 15 goals a year, but he has about three, four, five of those in the overtime format. So we've been talking to all the major uh, sports agents. They're all excited to get us players. They know what we've got here, and they think there's going to be a huge appetite for this uh, on the player side. As you said, those water bug type players, those undersized guys. We have a couple of those guys on the Golden Knights roster here in town. Jonathan Marcheseau comes to mind pretty much instantly in terms of somebody who really uh, flourishes in that three-on-three format. And just to kind of circle back to the video game thing uh, we started off with, because I grew up playing NHL Hits 03. That was my game, and I was always the Avalanche. Uh, Sackick, Forsberg, Blake. If you had to pick a a three-on-three lineup, of made up, let's just say, of current NHL players. Who do you think your three selections would be? That's uh, easy: Sydney, Malkin, and Latang. Oh wow! All the, I, I was going to say, you can take them from any other team, but I, I suppose the Penguins are—it's—they have an all-star squad and an all-star roster, and they've really yeah. always had it. Absolutely loaded. Those guys all have ridiculous hands and incredible speed. I, I'd put those guys against anybody. Three ICEO EJ Johnston joining the Playmakers here on CBS Sports Radio 1140, a brand new professional hockey league going to debut in 2021. You'll be able to see it on television and see it in person. So as this travels from city to city to city, have you determined where you might be wanting to go with this and how you'll introduce it to these markets? Yeah, so we're a touring model, as you said, and we've got a great partner in ASM Global. So we're doing a little bit of alchemy, a little bit of science, and we're actually going to let the fans chime in as well. So we're looking at about 20 cities right now in our consideration set. And once we go through that process and sort of get what we think is a good bunch, we're going to invite the fans to come in and actually act as a tiebreaker. Should we be in Winnipeg or Boston or Providence or Cleveland or Vegas or Pittsburgh? Uh, We're looking at a bunch of markets, all hot hockey hot markets, and um, it'll be a nice mix of AHL, NHL, and what I like to call hockey hungry, like a Halifax or a Quebec or a Cleveland. Uh, So we're going to have a nice mix of uh, big league and AHL markets, so I'm excited about what that uh, is going to look like in the next few months. EJ, you kind of led me right into my next question because when I was prepping and researching for our conversation right now, I came across that interesting element of that fan in-game interaction and a fan vote. And What's the vision for that? I mean, you just you said uh, in terms of choosing the next city, but when you're getting these fans in the arena, how much of an impact are they going to have on the game? And what does that look like? And how are you going to do it? Yeah, we're a phone-first league. So we think that the interactivity is going to be very big. We like to say we're inviting fans into the biggest locker room in the world. So one of the examples of that is after we played our first round of games, which will be all eight teams playing in four games, what's the next round matchup? So we're going to have two semifinal games of four teams. Should Team A play Team D or should they play B or C? We're going to let the fans actually choose that. We're actually going to have two goalies dressed on the bench. So in case there's an injury and we need to make an immediate substitute, we're going to let the fans pick which goalie should go in. 
And uh, we think we might have them act as our quote-unquote Toronto and see if they can chime in on a goal that we can't necessarily determine if it's in or out. We'd love to see their take. So we throw that on the app. We throw that on the Jumbotron and on the screen for fans watching at home and let them chime in on that as well. So those are just a few of the elements we want to have the fans part of the actual on-game experience. Three Ice CEO EJ Johnston here on the Playmakers. Brand new hockey league debuting three-on-three format called Three Ice. You've already got some rules in place, too. And in terms of developing these rules, clearly you were thinking about making play be signature and be constant and be consistent uh, when it comes to the on-ice performance. Yeah, we want to have a running clock. So we'll have two periods, eight minutes each. So each game will be 16 minutes total. And we've really been working with Craig Patrick, our commissioner, to really develop the fastest form of hockey. So we want to make sure the puck is moving all the time. We want to disincentivize face-offs and goalies freezing the puck. There won't be any penalties per se. So if there's an infraction committed, the guy that gets the penalty against him, he goes to center ice, we drop the puck, and we have a face, uh, uh, excuse me, a penalty shot. And we're actually going to have a guy on the ice, a cameraman, because there's so much space. He's actually going to be shooting that as well, so the fans at home and online can check that out. We want to make sure the game is moving super fast, and we're going to innovate within our broadcast and the rules to make sure the action is constant. So it's going to be end-to-end action the entire time. That on-the-ice cameraman is brilliant. That's a brilliant idea. Oh, thank you. Yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> Very impressed with that. And 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 you kind of alluded to, to my last question here for you, EJ, and thanks so much for coming on with us and explaining this, because this whole concept is fascinating to me, and I think it's going to be a huge success. Uh, you. You, you guys are obviously targeting those NHL players, those former guys that are just on, on the edge of that decision of, do I keep going or do I move on with the rest of my life? And that's a decision we all face. And... Are there and you haven't played your first season? It's still a little ways off. But are there plans to allow women to uh, compete for roster spots or include them, or to have a division down the road? Of course, I mean you got to you got to get things off the ground first. But is that something you guys have considered in in the kind of grand scheme plan? The short answer to that is yes to both. The long answer is we want to have the best players. Period. So. In a three-on-three format, there's not a lot of hitting. So mm-hmm. the physical aspect of the game really lends itself to pure skill. So there's some women that you're going to see at this all-star game that can really play. I like to harken back to Cami Granato used to come into the Pittsburgh Penguins fantasy camp fresh off the Olympics and absolutely dominate. It was insane. So we think there's, a, there's room for a great female player to be in this league or several. And then in our future expansion plans, we really see a three-ice women, three-ice junior, three-ice Europe, maybe even a three-ice Asia tour. All of those things are in our plans. So the female side of the equation is something we are considering strongly, and we think there's room for it. EJ, well, if we're going to start casting votes then for places for you to visit, we would certainly love for you to consider Vegas a little bit harder than some of the other cities. There's <laughs> definitely an appetite for here, and definitely during the summer months, you know, mm-hmm. it's 100, 109 degrees outside here. We're all looking to get indoors, and you could definitely grab a hockey-loving crowd here and a family crowd as well. It's a great market, and I promise you it's in the consideration set for sure. That's fantastic. CEO of Three Ice, EJ Johnson. EJ, good luck to you, and we'll definitely uh, stay in touch. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. All right. EJ Johnston, commissioner, or the CEO, I'm sorry, of Three Ice. Uh, their entire organization, again, they've just announced television deals with CBS Sports. They have a TV deal in Canada as well with TSN. And that's crazy. This hasn't even started yet. That's a huge get. It seems like there was an appetite for it to begin with. Mm-hmm. There's no doubt about it. There's definitely some interest when it comes to media. And if you and I get a chance to talk to them, and the research that we've done before we talk to them, it's clear that it was 
built by people who understand the game. This is not like a, a venture capital group or saying, right. hey, let's just see what happens if we decide to, you know, throw some three on three hockey on board on, on the ice. Right. They're not just going for your dollar. And the, the, the names that are attached to this to this idea. I mean, just he, he mentioned himself that the commissioner of the league is Craig Patrick. If you don't know who Craig Patrick is, if if you don't remember 1980, slight important year in the year of hockey, we're actually going to be honoring the, the 1980 gold Olympic team, uh, the U.S. men's team who defeated the Soviet Union. Uh that assistant coach, Herb's number one assistant, that's Craig Patrick. He was head coach in the NHL, GM, one of the biggest names out there. And it's just across the board. And that just shows that if you have guys like that, names, family, legacies like that, that believe in this and have developed it, that this might be something something to really talk about in the next couple of years. Because honestly, I think this is a home run of a concept, and I think that they're doing it the right way. I'm trying to temper my enthusiasm for it, but as I'm listening Me to him and talking to him, yeah, it's it's the truth. And it's, yeah. we're, we're trying to be as impartial as we possibly can. When, when this was first presented to us, and legitimately, it was a couple of quick emails saying, yeah, I'd love to come on and talk about it. And start digging into this a little bit. You're just like, okay, well, you know, how's this going to work? And how's this going to work? You didn't hear any, first of all, well, whether he's just well-practiced or not, or mm-hmm. whether he's done his research, it's clear he knows his hockey. It's also very clear that they... They put some serious thought into this. Right. It wasn't, there wasn't any hem or hawing or kind of like, yeah, this is kind of what we're going to do or we haven't thought about that yet. I mean, mm-hmm. there were, you know, we didn't give him a set of questions to answer. No, you no. Know, it was like, here it is and it's raw and this is what it's going to be and you come sell us on it. I'm, I mean, I'll go if they come here. I'll go. I'll go. 100%. And like you said, we're we're trying to be impartial. Like I I've seen ideas like this in the hockey community and I as someone who has worked in behind the scenes not just coaching but administratively how these types of leagues start. I mean, there's a there's a summer league that takes place in Minnesota every summer called the Beauty League and a lot of NHL guys come back and train and they just play a couple times a week and it's it's grown massively over the last couple summers where they stream it online and you can watch it. They get huge viewers. And just seeing that success and then seeing this idea i'm like oh my god this might be one of the best things for hockey because it just it diversifies it and and he led with it It it's the video game nature of you're trying to get those young those young eyes those impressionable fans and keeping them engaged in the game and then giving them power over every aspect like choosing the goalie that goes in that's some next level depth thinking of of what's going on here and even the guy the the cameraman on the ice that's genius and it's not and and what I was worried about a little bit before we got into it with him, I'm glad he addressed a few things. It didn't go so far into gimmicky. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't like, yeah, we're going to put someone in a bird costume on the ice, and if right. you hit that guy in the last minute, you get an extra, you know, bonus points or right. things like that. It's not quite like that way. It's got that fan interactivity, drawing some people in. But it's still it's still hockey at the core, right? And the res- and as you said, the respect for the 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 original game is there. And I think that a huge uh, give on that as well is them using a regular ice sheet. There's a lot of three on three rinks up North where they're smaller ice sheets. They use them for kids when they practice. It's a lot easier, small area games, but the full ice sheet is, is that's a different animal. And we've seen what happens on three on three overtimes when, when somebody gets caught out there for too long on their shift, it's going to be back and forth with these guys. And, and during the research too, I saw they're going to, they're, this is a showcase. They want to make sure they can showcase these guys to two NHL teams that might be looking to bolster their training camp right. rosters or, or rosters going into the season because it's going to run right after the Stanley Cup final ends, all the way through the end of August, which is going to run into training camp. So you're giving people 
opportunities that, like he said earlier, they might have to go to Europe. They might have to go to Russia. They might just have to get a day job and just be like, this is what it is. But this allows them to stay here, keep that talent in North America, keep those inspiring players that are going to be watching these guys. Because you can get these specialists like Jonathan Marsh is over. You're like, what? You, you couldn't tell me you wouldn't want to see him in a three-on-three tournament like that. Sure. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Just ripping to go bar down at the weirdest angles, and you just got all the time and the space in the world to create whatever you want. It's a sandbox. Sure. It's a great idea. Some exciting uh, some exciting things coming down the pike again. This is Three Ice, and this uh, begins in 2021. And as uh, EJ Johnson mentioned to us, the CEO of Three Ice, they're looking at 20 different cities to take this tour. It's going to be a tour of nine weeks uh, where they will play all these games and travel to nine cities across the U.S. and Canada. Mm-hmm. Not and, just big ones either. Right, and not just big ones, but as he said, hockey-hungry markets. But I can imagine, you know, Halifax is one of those cities that will definitely, <laughs> they'll definitely get some love, and I would imagine that a couple of other Canadian cities will too. But they will definitely sure. venture here into the United States. And I could see... They're coming here. Yeah, they're, I know. They're it coming feels here. like it. it just, you can't not. You can't not consider Vegas when you're saying I want to. If I'm going on a tour like this of of hockey cities, Vegas is in that discussion. That's how crazy it's gotten here. Yeah, you want eyes. You want eyes mm-hmm. definitely. And this is this is a this is a city that would embrace that for sure. Hundred percent. And it's a great marketing opportunity. And oh, I'm sure the players and the coaches and the you know their entire leadership brass of the front office. Oh, we have to do the tournament in Vegas. Oh no, what are we going to do in our spare time? What are we going to do? Right. And it's one off too. It's not like it's you know four or five nights here in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. It's one. That's what I mean. It's a pack. It's a it's a traveling circus. Of athleticism. Right. That's right what in. it is. All in. All in. Three ice uh, coming to uh, summer of 2021. Excited to see that grow. And I'm sure uh, EJ will become a friend of the program and we'll get him on again as this gets underway. But uh, mm-hmm. wanted to get on the ground floor of that one because uh, as Aren't soon as they announce a TV deal, mm-hmm. you know things are getting pretty darn serious for sure. Right. Thoughts and prayers to all the goalies. <laughs> yeah. Literally. Thoughts and prayers. It's not going to be a fun time, people. Right. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.